morning, everybody, and welcome to church this morning, and welcome to uh, the services coming from my home again today while I'm on my last few days of quarantine, having returned from Zambia. So for those who don't know me, I'm Pastor Jared, and I am the Senior Pastor of Global Heart Church in Perth, also uh, Zambia in Africa, and also Hamburg in Germany. So for everybody who's tuning in from Zambia and Germany, we welcome you as well to church today. And uh, just pray that you have a great service with us. And anybody who's got friends and family tuning in as well, just pray that you have a great service today with us as we come around the Word together. Well, everybody, um, as we start, I wanted to just acknowledge that it would be a great thing for us at Global Heart to uh, do what the Bible tells us to do, which is right now, particularly in this challenging season, to pray for our leaders. The Bible says to pray for those in authority. So I'd like to pray for our Prime Minister, uh, Mr. Scott Morrison and his wife, Jenny, and their two lovely girls. And also pray for our Premier here, Mark McGowan, that uh, they'll just have God's wisdom and God's help at this time and in this season. I think uh, our Prime Minister said something very powerful. He said just recently, I most certainly call on uh, all people of faith in our nation to pray. And he says, I can assure you, my prayer needs are getting a good workout. Well, that's a powerful thing to have our Prime Minister saying that uh, he's praying and he's wearing out his prayer knees, but uh, I think it's a really powerful thing when we back him and support him. So Church, could we do that right now and just pray for our Prime Minister and his wife Jenny and the girls and also too for our Premier Mark McGowan. Let's just pray for them right now. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for uh, your word, which uh, teaches us, Lord, and instructs us to honour the position, Father, those who are in authority. In the land, and we just pray, Father, for our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, his wife, Jenny, their girls. Just pray, Father, be with them. Help them, Lord. Protect them. Give them wisdom. We pray, Father, get some rest as well, Lord. And, Father, you just give them strategic wisdom for our nation right now. We just thank you, Father, for godly leaders and a godly Prime Minister. And we just thank you, Father, he's put his heart and his trust in you, Lord. So we just pray, Father, you'd bless him abundantly. Lead him and guide him as he leads and guides us. Also for the Premier of Western Australia, Mark McGowan and his wife and family, we just pray, Father, right now, be with him, Father, and Lord, we pray, Father, you'd help him and all the government here in Western Australia to make decisions that are going to help our state continue to go forward, and Lord, also for our nation to continue to go forward. So we pray your favour, your protection, your insight, keep them, Lord, from sickness, and we just pray, Father, that their team together would help lead us through this situation now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. So uh, everybody also wanted to just note to you as well, uh, Australian Christian Churches, which is our denomination that we're a part of, uh, all around the country on Sunday night. Uh, and also throughout the week, we'll be praying together at uh, 1900 hours. So if you'd like to join uh, in with Christians, all a part of our denomination with Pastor Wayne Alcorn and Lynn around the country uh, every night at uh, 1900 hours or 7 p.m., uh, people are praying together. So feel uh, encouraged and feel free to join us everybody as we uh, pray for our nation at this time. You know, uh, the Bible also teaches us that Acts, in Acts 17, 26, that nations are important to God. And can I encourage you that right now our nation of Australia is very important to God and important in his plan uh, in the world, in fact. And as you know, uh, from Australia, we've had worship go around the world, we've had churches being planted around the world, and a lot of it has come not just from Australia, but definitely Australia is playing a great part. And I thought I'd just read to you Acts 17, 26, which says, From one man, he, God, made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth, 
and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Wow. The Bible tells us that God's made the nations. He's made our nation. He made the whole whole earth and he's marked out our appointed time in history. I like that. I think that's very powerful, everybody, that we realize God has got us here for such a time as this. And he's also marked out our boundaries. So as the land of Australia, we need to come together. And here in Perth, we need to come together in Western Australia and realize that God has called us for such a time as this. And uh, good to know, too, in Australia is serving a historic and geographic purpose in line with God's plan. So uh, national identity, I believe, according to the scripture, is divinely ordered. So uh, we're also today uh, praying and fasting in Australia. So if you uh, get a chance to pray with us again today or again uh, one of the days this week uh, around Australia right now, we're praying and fasting for our nation and that we would come through stronger and better uh, as we come through this situation with this virus. So I pray with us, everybody. Join with us and let's believe for God to have his hand on us as a nation and as on a state in Jesus' name. By the way, I think many people in church will know that I continue to declare Perth a Christian city and a state for Jesus Christ. Well, I believe that God hears our prayers and we pray that at Global Heart. And I believe that God's hand is on our city and on our state. Um, I'd like to pray, everybody, for all of us right now. And particularly, again, for those who are struggling at this time, maybe struggling with situations in their family, struggling with quarantine, <laughs> struggling uh, more importantly with some of the real serious things. People are struggling with, with actually having this virus, which is, uh, you know, we need to take very seriously everybody. And can I just encourage everybody once again uh, with your social distancing and, you know, keeping apart and also washing of hands regularly. We do need to take this very seriously and, uh, and let's keep it from our door, keep it from your family. And uh, I think if we uh, just all being really careful and really wise, I think that can really help here in our city, our church and in our state. So I want to pray for those who are also losing their jobs. Some people have lost their jobs already. I really feel for everybody. Sue and I really feel for you guys. And we just pray that uh, God will be with you at this time. All of our business people, those who started businesses, those who've had businesses going for a long time. Uh, we're feeling for you right now. And we're standing with you. And I'd really like right now just to be able to pray for all of you and uh, pray for our church as well. So if you're with friends, with you with family, uh, whoever you're with right now, let's just pray together and pray for those situations too and those people. So Father, we just pray, Lord, for everybody right now who's being affected by this situation. Pray, Father, you'd help them, Lord. Uh, Lord, those who've had job losses or their businesses being impacted. Father, I pray special grace, special help, special comfort. We just surround them now, Father, with our prayers. And I just pray, Lord, that you would minister to everybody. Give them hope, Lord. Fill them with faith, God. I pray, Lord, that their soul and their heart be filled with your peace. And we just pray, Father, do miracles, God. Do miracles, Father, in that job. Lord, let their job come back or let a better job come. Same in the business, Father. Let their business go forward. We just pray, Father, that they'll be favored and they'll be blessed. And, Lord, that uh, they'll come out of this situation, Father. And I, I like... Like and I declare, Father, your word that says we may go through the fire, but we'll come out without the smelling of smoke upon us. So I pray that, Father, for your people. And I just pray faith, Lord, let faith rise in everybody now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Everybody also, uh, can I encourage you too in our local area? It'd be really great right now. 
uh, if you need to be purchasing things, you need to be buying things for your house or whatever, let's keep that up. If we, if we were planning to do it, I want us to support our local businesses. And, uh, and also too, our restaurants are really struggling. Uh, I had my first Uber Eats with uh, Sue and Jordan. We had our first Uber Eats that we had. I think Jordan's had it, but first time for us. And I just thought it was a great thing to do to be supporting uh, one of our local restaurants. So if you are a person who does eat out from time to time, you might want to consider right now uh, helping support our restaurants uh, you know, by ordering takeaway. I know it's small, but it's something. And I think anything that's going to keep our businesses moving forward and uh, helping right now is a really, really good thing. We just, uh, with Nathan and Kerry, bought a cop for the, our grandson who's on the way. And uh, I love that. So we're still trying to do things in our local community that are gonna help our people here. So encourage you to be supportive of that, everyone, if you can. All right, said a lot of things. I'd like to just now encourage you as we move on into the word right now and uh, uh, really encourage you with some thoughts today because it's important that we're hearing from God and hearing from his word. And so I really wanna encourage you with that today in Jesus' name. So number one, I want to say, our God has overcome, so you can too. Our God has overcome, so you can too. I read it last week, but I really feel it in my heart strongly at the moment that John 16, 33 is so powerful for all of us right now. And in it, Jesus says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Everybody right now, what a great uh, word to all of us that Jesus has spoken here in John 16, 33, encouraging us, you know, the world is going to have challenges. The world's going to have difficulties. Um, we've got no promise that we won't live in a place that will never have a problem or have a challenge. And I think it was uh, the movie The Princess Bride where uh, in that movie, uh, the guy says to the princess that, you know, life has pain and anybody who tells you anything uh, different is either not telling the truth or they're trying to sell you something. And I think that's pretty true, everybody. Life has challenges, and right now we've been thrown a big challenge, but in it, uh, Jesus has overcome the world, and he says, take heart, be encouraged, be lifted today. And, uh, and I really want to encourage you right where you are, be lifted, that God is with you. And uh, if God has overcome and we're his children, uh, that means that we can overcome too. So everybody, let's feed our faith. Let me just declare that to you. Feed your faith and starve your fears. Feed your faith and starve your fears. What we're listening to right now, putting in the Word of God, hearing the Word of God, which uh, builds faith. As we feed our faith, we're really feeding our spirit man. And uh, that spirit man, the, the person uh, you know, who is really uh, walking with Jesus, that, that man, that person is being filled and being fed and being strengthened. So feed your faith, everybody. Starve your fears and remember that the Word of God is going to blunt that stress attack that you might be feeling or that stress attack that's coming you know, from the enemy. I want to encourage you uh, as you speak the Word of God, declare the Word of God daily over your life, over your situation. All of that is blunting fear and it's blunting stress. It's taking it, the, the sharpness out of that. And I believe it's actually working to bring about your breakthrough in Jesus' name. You know, worry is actually unsurrendered concern. Worry is actually unsurrendered concern. God wants you to bring all of your concerns to him. 
If you're not yet a believer, what a great thing that God has made a way that we can bring our, our unsurrendered concerns to him, our fears, our, uh, you know, our, our deep sense of not knowing what to do. You can give that to God, bring that to God, and know that Jesus is going to begin to work on your behalf. God doesn't want us losing our minds. He doesn't want us losing our, you know, our emotional um, you know, sense of direction. I believe that God wants us trusting in him. And just remember this too, psychologists say that statistically only 3% of what we ever worry about comes to pass. So if you're worrying a lot of the time, just put that in perspective. That means 97% of what you are worrying about actually will never come to pass. So let's keep our faith in God and put our focus on his word. You know, the next thought is expectations are a key way to deal with life's challenges. Expectations are a key way to deal with life's challenges. And a key challenge in life, firstly, in uh, talking about this point, point two is false expectations. You know, uh, we need to have right expectations. And uh, here's a right expectation. God is the only answer. He is the only answer for every situation that we have. There isn't a political party. There isn't a government on this earth that is the ultimate answer. That's why I'm just really uh, blessed to hear our Prime Minister saying he's wearing out his prayer knees because, knees because he's humbled himself and realizes he hasn't got all the answers. So we need to have right expectations and uh, challenge our own false expectations and realize that the, no government is actually ultimately the answer. In fact, our finances are not ultimately the answer. They certainly can help, but they're not ultimately the answer. So a lot of people have done well in life, got finances, but you know they've lost uh, other areas of themselves and other areas of their lives in order to have those finances. Um, you know, a false expectation is that we think life would be perfect. It's not going to be, and uh, and I've lived long enough now to realize life has its seasons. It has incredibly great seasons, but it also has real challenging seasons. And so we need to have the expectation, and in actual fact, build our lives upon the rock of God's word. Bible talks about that. The man who built his, his house on the sand and the other man built his house on the rock, which is Jesus and his word. What are you building on? What are you building your life on? Because I don't know how people do it when challenging times come. You know, how do they get through it? How do they do it? I, I feel so confident and faith-filled because really it's not about me. It's about the God that lives in me. It's about the God that I serve, who I'm building upon, who's able to bring me through these situations. Other people build upon, you know, my investments. Ultimately, they, if I build on them, it's going to be all great. If I build upon another relationship, if I swap uh, cities, whatever I do, they're building upon things that really we need to realize, hang on, ultimately they are a false expectation and they don't often pay what people think they're going to pay where God promises us if we build upon him, he's going to take us through and lead us through into a better season, a greater season and greater days to come. In Hebrews 4 verse 14 to 16 says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How powerful is that? Jesus is encouraging us right now. You can come boldly to the throne of grace. What is grace? Unmerited favor. Favor we did not deserve. God is pouring out upon us. And the Bible says that we might obtain mercy. Mercy is really like compassion in action. It's like God's compassion is active. He's saying, I'm going to be actively involved in your situation. 
and I'm going to help you now in your time of need. This is a time of need for our city. It's a time of need for everybody in our church. It's a time of need for everybody in our community. Everybody who's tuning in today, this is a time of need. Well, there's a promise in God's word for you today and for me that in this time of need, God is going to be active in helping me, active in his compassion. And I love that about God. He is a merciful father. You know, it's times like this that it's a really good thing to have a reality check. And I think uh, this is perfect timing for all of us in this season right now to just stop. I said last week, stop and breathe. So stop and breathe, but just stop and have a reality check. Have a look again at your life or actually uh, maybe have a look for the first time uh, because many times people have never stopped to look at their life. They've never stopped to consider how they're going, where they're going. And, uh, and I really want to encourage you right now, we need to just use this moment to have a, a reality check. And Haggai the prophet actually said in the book of Haggai, it's time to consider our ways. Now he was talking about what we're doing with our finances. And there's a great thought again, what are we doing with our finances? Let's keep God in the center of our finances. But it's really a great time to stop and have a reality check and go, hang on a minute, I need to just have a little look at my life in the midst of this challenge, the midst of this situation because uh, we may be missing some things that right now really are important that uh, because of the busyness of life, which we all have, and uh, you know, relationships and jobs and potentially family, and you know, we, we can be so busy that we're missing actually um, what's really important. And I saw this uh, just this week gone, and I heard a lady on the radio talking from Sydney and uh, she was a, a lady obviously living in a wealthy part of Sydney. And she expressed on the radio that she uh, was quite an introvert. She didn't know her neighbors. She didn't meet with them. She didn't mix with them. And she said for the first time in her life, she's now realizing that she's got something missing in her life. And it was uh, really an area that the Bible talks about. And she said, I'm understanding that I really have built my life alone, but she says, I've got this driven need all of a sudden to be in community. I was like, wow, there you go. Exactly what the Bible teaches us, which is the fact that God has designed us for community. He's designed us for a relationship. Uh, men do not do well on their own. Uh, you know, women don't do well on their own. We, we just don't do well on our own. And uh, it's actually, the Bible teaches that we're designed for community. It's been written into the program of your design of who you are. And so I was inspired by that again, because I thought, wow, we need to understand the power right now of uh, living in community. And if you're not in community, maybe some of the challenges you are having in your life right now, some of the difficulties are, you know, not just with what's happening in the world right now or this current situation, but it may be the personal issue of not really understanding that you are designed for community. So many old people are in Australia and around the world now living alone, dying alone. How sad is that? When all along God had a great plan that they would be in community. Obviously, if you have family, that's the start of our community, but there's also a great spiritual community called the church. And God wants us to play an active part in that community. So in taking a reality check, everybody, I think it leads us to the next thought of what is really important. Point three, if you're taking notes, what's really important? What's really important in our lives? 
I think we need to stop and ask that question because sometimes we can be placing importance on things that actually are not fulfilling ultimately and not returning what we thought they might return. So, uh, you know, and many times people are living by this thought, they're living by uh, ready, fire, aim. So people are ready and then they're like, like a gun just shooting off and then they aim later. Can I encourage you? Life goes every which way when you live like that. You're, you're at the mercy of, um, you know, whichever way the wind takes you, really. But God teaches us, really, and, um, and I'm using the analogy of firing a weapon here. Um, he, he's like ready, aim, cons- what is that? Consider, focus, uh, and then fire, which is really also a good analogy about your life. There's a target for your life. There's a goal for your life. And I think if we stop right now, have a reality check, ask the question what's really important, have a little you know, uh, time alone that you can get to really think about this and go, hang on, am I aiming in the wrong direction? The most important direction you can ever aim in is God's plan for your life. That is the most important direction. I never used to think it was. I never understood that. I wasn't a Christian. When I became a Christian, I realized, oh my gosh, God's got a plan for me. But that plan was in line with how he created me to be. Uh, You know, the gifts and talents God had given me, that plan was in line with that. So can I encourage you, God's got a target. He's got a goal. He's got a focus. And uh, he wants you to, you know, come into real understanding about that. So what's really important are those things I've just talked about. But also, number one, connection with God. Can I encourage you, if you don't yet know God, wow, you're missing out. You're missing out. God wants you to have peace. He, the Bible says there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Can I encourage you? That is talking about Jesus. How incredible is that? That when you become a Christian, he's going to stick to you so close. He's going to walk with you. I love it. He's going to hold your hand. He's going to take you through the challenging days, uh, through the days where you just feel so lost. Let Jesus hold your hand. Let him lead you and guide you. So. Connection with God is so important. Then connection with people. Connection with people. Many times because of life, we got hurt along the way, hurt school. Somebody said something, hurt in some of the journey of life. We kind of run away from people. Can I encourage you? Time to connect. Maybe for the first time or to connect again. Because there's power in connection with people. No one's perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. I need grace. You need grace. I want mercy. I would think you want mercy. Well, you know what? If we want it, we've got to give it. And sometimes we want people to be absolutely perfect towards us, but there's no perfect people. And if uh, I'm not perfect and you're not perfect, how can we expect everybody else to be perfect? It's not going to happen. There's only one perfect person. His name's Jesus. So I want to encourage you. Let's forgive. Let's uh, give people grace. Give people mercy. Whatever you sow, you're only going to reap back in your own life as well. What else is important? Community and belonging. Community and belonging. I love our church because it's a great community. It's all age groups from uh, the youngest to the most senior. It's all nationalities. And yet together, amazingly, God has brought us into this incredible family and this incredible community that is now also uh, in Zambia and in Germany. Everybody make use of community. Right now in this situation, let's be on the phone, let's be FaceTiming, let's be Skyping, let's be Zooming, let's be doing whatever. But let's make sure that we don't lose our sense of value and love for community. 
And by the way, can I just say that? Let's look after one another. Let's look after right now each other's needs. If you hear of somebody with a need, don't just listen to it, hear it. Let's, let's share that and let's try and help each other out. Let's try and help those right now who are struggling within our own family, our own community, and also uh, you know those within our community outside of uh, Global Heart Church out into our community here in the northern suburbs of Perth. Let's be a blessing to people, the unwell, the elderly, we need, to, we need to have wisdom as we uh, are doing that right now. We know that you know, we're having instructions from our government about how to do things healthily. Let's hold to those instructions. But let's be uh, overflowing with God's love for our community because in doing so, we're going to actually be His hands and feet and we're going to minister to a whole lot of people in this season. This is a great opportunity and a great moment for a whole lot of people to come to know our great God and Saviour as we realize, as we're discovering yet again, we are not in control. We are not in control. You know, connection overcomes addiction. In Australia right now, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, uh, you know, sleeping tablets to go to sleep at night. So many people have things that, you know, uh, are there, you know, to, to bring comfort, to bring help. You know, there's no shame in that. God doesn't shame us if we have an addiction. He, he, in actual fact, lifts shame off us. And can I say that to you today? If you have an addiction, God says shame off, not shame on, shame off. And the reason many times people are struggling with an area of addiction is not because they're bad people. It's because really what we uh, don't understand is the key to the healing of addiction is connection. Connection overcomes addiction. Let me just say that again, connection overcomes addiction. When you connect with God, when you connect with family, when you connect with friends, when you connect with God's church, all of that is setting you up for those things that are holding you in bondage or oppressing you or controlling you. Those things begin to be broken when we come into a life filled with good connections. Have a look out, watch out too. Sometimes we've got connections in our lives that are not good. And we need to have a look around, see who we're walking with, who we're doing life with, and just go, hang on a minute. Are they going in a good direction? Are they helping me go forward? Sometimes in our merciful hearts, we're actually walking with people who are taking us, you know, to be honest, over a cliff. Can I encourage you? We need to say, hang on a minute. I'm having a reality check. And uh, be careful. Be respectful of all people. But we need to make sometimes decisions that I'm not going to walk here because it's actually taking me back to my past and back to addiction and brokenness. As I'm coming towards the end of uh, the message today, everybody, just wanted to encourage you also about what is really, really, really so important. And that is that God right now in the midst of our situation, your situation, whatever you're facing now, that God uh, wants to give you hope, great hope. Hope is the anchor for our lives. It's the anchor for our souls. And one of the most amazing things for me is when uh, I was not yet a Christian, I hadn't put my faith in Jesus Christ. I, I wasn't sure about Christianity, but I kept hearing about this God of hope. I needed hope. I really did. Before I became a Christian, I needed hope. I needed something to hold on to. I didn't have great hope for the future. And I can tell you now that after 39 years, God has filled me with great hope. And even in this season right now, I just feel hopeful. I feel that this situation is going to work for people's lives. It's going to, you know, in a, in a way, um, you know, uh, it's a horrible challenge for sure. Absolutely. But 
in a way, if it's doing a work to help us, you know, get right thinking, have a reality check, discover what's really important, I think that's going to work for us. But I really want to encourage you, God has got a great day ahead for you. And there is hope for your future, there's hope for my future. Psalm 91 verse 14 to 15 in the NIV says this, Because he loves me, who's that? That's you and me, says the Lord. I will rescue him or her. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He or she will call on me, and I will answer them. I will be with him in trouble. I will be with her in trouble, and I will deliver them and honor them. I love that. God is going to be with us in our trouble right now. And uh, he's a gentleman, everybody. Let's remember, he wants to be invited in on your situation. Invite him in. Verbally do it. Don't just hey, mentally think it. God's a gentleman and he loves to be invited in. So I encourage you, invite him into your situation because he wants to fill your heart with great hope. Hebrews 6, 19, New King James. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Love that. And which enters the presence behind the veil. So the Bible teaching us right there, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul. You know, a lot of people in their lives, they're just drifting. That may be usually that you're just drifting through life. There's not a lot of people drift into a good future. Not a lot of people who you hear and, well, I just accidentally drifted into a, a new day, a new life and into victory. Not normally. Most people, it's line upon line, step upon step, day by day. And can I encourage you for all of us today, let your life be anchored in God's word. Let your life become anchored in Jesus Christ. You're not going to drift. You're not going to be taken off with some tide to some destination you never wanted to go to. God will make sure that your life is anchored and that you will end up, hello, in the bays and beaches of life that he has planned for you. So let's hold our course right now. Can I just say that to everybody? Hold your course right now. Bible says those planted in the house of the Lord will flourish. And in old age, you know, they'll uh, keep producing fruit and they're going to keep producing as they uh, get senior in years. The Bible is encouraging us, don't drift. Hold your course right now. Can I say that to everybody? Hold your course internally with your thinking. Successful people don't listen to themselves. Successful people are speaking to themselves. I'm leading myself. I'm directing myself. I speak to my emotions. I speak to my myself. You know, when I'm feeling down, I'm like, hey, come on, get up. You serve the God of hope. So hold your course. And though things externally are changing, let's on the inside make sure that we're holding our course and holding our life steady. There's a time to speak. And there's also a time to be still and to be quiet and let God be God in your life. Last couple of thoughts, everybody, live one day at a time. Right now, one of the greatest things you can do is just live for the day. Live one day at a time. Let the next day take care of itself. You live for today. And as you do that, ask God for wisdom. He'll give you wisdom for the next day. Sometimes you just live by the hour. If you're living right now, I don't know what to do in my situation. Ask God for his grace. Ask God to fill you with hope. And ask God to show you something practical to do right now just in the next hour that's going to help you break through sometimes it's just going hour by hour that leads you into your future um our right relationships our relationship with god 
All of these things are anchoring us. Our time in his word are anchoring us to him. Last thoughts. Lastly, this too shall pass. Tell yourself, this too shall pass. Right now, it seems like for many people, we're in a tunnel. It's a dark tunnel. I just declare today, there's a light at the end of your tunnel. There's a light at the end of our tunnel. And we're going to come out and we're going to come through. This too shall pass. I pray it and I declare it over everybody's life today. The situation, the season, the difficulties, the job loss, whatever your situation is, this too will pass and you will come through into a great place of victory. And I declare and I pray days of freedom, freedom in your heart, but also freedom to be and do what God has called you to do. Everybody, the greatest thing you can do right now in this season, as we have a reality check, is realize, as I said, what's important. As I finish today, what's the most important thing for you is a relationship with God. You know, at the end of my teen years, not a Christian, no relationship with God, didn't even know if God was existed. But I made a decision that if God, you're real, I want to give you an opportunity. And I just thought, why would anybody want to live their whole life? At the end of their life, uh, get to the end and realize, hang on a minute, God was real and I missed his plan. I missed, hello, his hope. I missed what he had for me. If he created me, then he had a design plan, right, to go with that. And, uh, and I just logically thought, well, I give him an opportunity. God, if you're real, I'm giving you this opportunity. So I prayed a prayer and put my faith in Jesus Christ as much as I could. I put my, I said, okay, God, I don't know if you're real, but I put my trust in you. Uh, the Bible says you died on the cross for me. And uh, if you did, thank you, I received that. So can I encourage everyone in doing that, God brought my heart alive and it was the start of an incredible journey of walking with him. And, uh, and I just thank God that day that I left that uh, meeting, left that prayer opportunity. I knew I'd been forgiven of my sin and I knew that I was going to heaven. I knew my eternal life was right. I just knew it. Today, you can have the same experience and you can know it too. I'm going to pray a short prayer and it'd be my absolute privilege as a senior pastor at Global Heart Church to lead you in a prayer uh, today at church online and uh, to see you experience the salvation, the peace, the forgiveness, the eternal life that I received all those years ago. If you're here in uh, today and you're in the lounge room, you're wherever you are and you're saying, include me in that prayer, uh, can I encourage you just step out and take a leap of faith as it were. Pray after me. Put your trust in Jesus. He'll meet you. You, you jump out there with this prayer. He'll meet, you go halfway, he'll meet you the other halfway. And uh, I believe that you're really going to come into a brand new life with Jesus Christ today. So pray after me, everybody who wants to be included in that prayer. Here we go. If you're a believer, you can join me as well. Here we go. Pray after me. Dear Lord, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, God, please forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, wash me cleanse me and set me free. I put all my faith and trust in you and I put my faith in your finished work on the cross. Thank you for dying for me. Help me, Jesus, now to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, can I encourage you, there's a link at the bottom 
just go to that link and uh, we'd love to have somebody connect with you and encourage you in your faith in Christ. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.